0: For checking out this message from Springmount. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmountcf.co.uk or join us every Sunday from 11am at Abbey Road in Barrow and Furness. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, then please email prayer at springmountcf.co.uk.
1: Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Excited to be in God's house, yeah? Not as excited as me, I'll tell you. I don't know if it's nerves or excitement, but it feels good. One, one guy said, he said, I don't get butterflies that much. He said, he only get one. He said, trouble is, it's got a six foot wingspan.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Johnny uh, got in touch with me, and he said, uh, we're not seeing you for a while, Pete. Would you come over and speak? And uh, he said, there's some new things happening, you know, and, and I've been to speak at the other building um, quite a few years ago. I usually go to most churches twice, first time to preach and second time to apologize. But, but he got in touch with me and, you know, sometimes they ask you back. If they like you, they ask you back. Sometimes if they really like you, they ask you back fairly soon. If they're not so keen, they leave it a while. So why has it been 17 years? That's what I don't understand. 17 years. Anyway, but, but he, he said God really spoke into this situation significantly. Um, and I remember coming and talking about Abraham setting off, not knowing where he was going. And sometimes God has to do that where you've got to step into something and you haven't a clue what's going to happen. And God took that as I, as I preached that to Johnny. And not just that, there were other people involved in that, but, but that was my little contribution to that. And it was time for him to step into something and he went off to Bible college and all that. But as well as that, I gave an illustration about a Chinese bamboo plant which some of you probably know, if you plant a Chinese bamboo plant, it takes quite a while to grow. After the first year, nothing happens, and you keep going back. You know, we plant stuff, we, me and my granddaughter have just grown a sunflower outside our house, and it didn't take long, just a few weeks, and this massive flower there. But with a Chinese bamboo, you go and you plant it and you water it, and a year later, there's nothing, no, not a thing. So another year goes by, another year, imagine, and you keep watering it and keep going and looking, nothing. And this goes on for five years. And still nothing. And then a little shoot comes up out the ground <laughs> after five years of waiting. Then, listen to this. In six weeks, six weeks. You waited five years, but in six weeks it grows ninety feet, <laughs> twenty-seven meters, in just a six-week period. And I told him that. I told that story, and and it it kind of became a prophecy for this church, really. So, imagine how I feel today, coming in, and we just drove past the old building, and it looks tiny. And I come in here, and it's full. Do you know what? You've got comfy seats as well. <laughs> good church. Good church. Comfy seats. I used to go and preach in this Methodist church down in Telford, and they had hard wooden pews. You know, it's like and. And there was a lad used to come in, this, the only young lad, about 16, he used to come in and he used to get on here and he used to slide right to end and he used to go so he was up against the wall and then he'd turn around like that and face the wall. So I'm at front here and he's facing that wall. And he did it every time. <laughs> I thought, what, what's going on with this kid? And, but he kept coming and he kept facing the wall. And eventually, I probably went about 10 times over a few years, and eventually he turned around. And eventually, he was in the worship team, and he was in a battle, and he, 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 there was something in him, he wanted God, but there was something else in him that didn't, and aren't we all like that? But he was visually showing it to me, he's coming, but he's facing, well, I'm not looking at you, mate, I'm looking at this wall, you hear me? And he, all the service, he sat facing that wall. But imagine how I felt when he was in the, when he's playing guitar a few years later, because he just kept coming, because he was on a journey, like we're all on a journey, aren't we? We're all on a journey. Yes, yeah, so that was a Chinese bamboo illustration that, you know, which is quite a thing really because that means that God has spoken into this church and it's going to grow and it's going to grow fast. That's what God has said. Now, when, when God speaks into it, when God gives us a promise like that, there's a number of things we've got to think about. First of all, that is God's intended future for, for the church. Or if it's for your personal life when you get a prophecy that is God's intended future does that mean that that is naturally gonna happen no we have got work to do to make that happen haven't we whether it's in our personal lives or or corporately as a church we've got to say that is what God's promised over this church but we're not just gonna sit here and wait for God to do it God says that we are co-workers we are co-workers there were times when even Jesus couldn't do miracles can you believe that? The Son of God could not do miracles because of people's unbelief. And it's like God has, has tied himself as, 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 you know, to, to working him with us so much that if we don't do our bit, it won't happen. That's an awesome, that's an awesome privilege, for one thing. Imagine being co-workers with God, the living God, Jesus Christ, the one who flung stars into space and, and names every one of them. Says, "I want to co-work with you. I, I want to work with you. I want to do stuff in your life." I need—we're not even got to message yet. I need to get on with this. <laughs> anyway, so what I want to talk about this morning is, what is in your hand? <laughs> What's in your hand? There's no H on that hand. And by the way, because I'm from Lancashire, we don't have H's. Where have we come from? <laughs> Evan and L—that's what they say. <laughs> Evan and L round our way. <clears throat> And then they put H's where there are no H's. That sounds even dafter. What's in your hand? That's what I want to talk about this morning. Because every single person in this room has got something. You, you may think, I only play guitar. Or, or, you know, well, I actually just enjoy talking to people. I don't want to be up on stage. But, but, you know, I really like just welcoming people outdoors. Or you might be a bit more like, no, no, I want to get out there. I'll, I'll, I'll go and knock on people's doors. I'll go and preach out street. Some of you are wired that way. That's the way I'm wired. And it's a bit scary because you're flipping scared, but you know you've got to do it. And, and you've got to find what you're wired for. Because everybody's got something in their hand that God has put there for you. Ecclesiastes says this, cast your bread upon the waters for after many days, it's Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1, this. After many days you will find it again. Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening let not your hands be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. Solomon wrote these words. Solomon, you know, he's, he's a guy that's been around a bit. He's had a lot of wisdom. He's had a lot of money. He's, he's tried all kinds of projects, done all kinds of things with his life. And after all of that, and, and, you know, Solomon, he talks about being under the sun. He tries everything under the sun, Solomon. But do you know what, guys? We live over the sun. <laughs> we live in God's kingdom. We don't live under the sun. We're not limited to what the earth can do. Your, your finances are not limited to what you can do and what your boss is going to pay you. You're in God's kingdom. There's a transfer goes on there. And we, you know, we're going to share a bit of testimony about stuff like that as well this morning. So, so what does he say? You know, there are two there, the word logos means the written word of God. That's the general written word of God. The word rhema, I'm sure lots of you know this already. Who's ever had a rhema word where, where it, it, it says, it, this is how it describes it it's a quickened, specific word from the Spirit. Anybody ever had that, where where God just speaks something into your life? The rhema should always line up with the Word of God, by the way. If you come and say, God has told me to marry this bloke, I'm telling you, he's a millionaire. Does he love Jesus? No, 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 none of that. But God's told you to marry him. Well, God's Word says, don't be unequally yoked to an unbeliever. So you can marry him, but you're going to have a lot of trouble. You might have a lot of trouble with with the two believers, but it's going to be a lot harder if he's an unbeliever. Because God says you're going to be yoked. It's it's like putting an ox with a giraffe in in a a yoke. It's going to be hard work. It's not how it's meant to be. God says you want the right people together. So when God speaks to you, it will line up with what God says in his word. It will never contradict that. My first rhema word was this, and it came off a plumber who got a Bible out of his work bag and I was his apprentice, and I, and, and I weren't a Christian, and I would said to him for a while, because it was bugging me, I used to go out and get drunk, and I'd be walking home, and I'd be thinking, what happens when you die? Nobody's ever told me, what, what, I'm going to die one day, what happens when you die? So I said to this plumber, what happens when you die? He said, oh, just hang on, he put his butties down, and got his Bible out, and, and he opened his Bible, and he showed me this verse, still remember it to this day, Hebrews 9:27. anybody know what that says? It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that to face judgment. You know, the word of God says of itself that it's like a sword, it's like a hammer, it's like a fire. Well, that was like a hammer that day. It smacked me in the face like a sledgehammer, and I thought, from that day on, I knew I was going to be judged when I died, and I never knew that before, and I thought, this changes everything. After a few weeks, I said to him, hey, mate, how come I'm reading that book of yours and I'm getting more miserable and you seem really happy? What's the difference? Because it's doing my head in. I'm depressed now because I know what's coming. And it took a while, but he showed me other scriptures after. But that was the first rhema word that I ever got. I want to be honest with you, who would like a rhema word this morning? Because only God can do that. Anybody here this morning saying, I need God to speak into my situation? That fellow up there is not a flipping clue what's going on in my life. We all come to church and sit looking nice. But there's all kinds of stuff going on. And God, only God knows what's going on. And God can speak right into it. I went to a conference once and I sat down and the guy got up to speak. And he just said a few things. And like you're only in it a minute. And he said, uh, move on. and, And like, move on. That was for me. I thought, he can go home now if he wants. I, I'm done. That's all I needed to hear. Move on. I had to sit for another two hours. I, I, I thought, why am I doing this? I've already got what I needed. And I think it's an awesome thing that God can speak through a plumber from Preston into your life this morning. Isn't that amazing? And it'll be your turn one day. You know, you, God can speak through you. Not You don't have to be up here. You can be in chippy or, or doing your thing or on beach or whatever. And you can just speak to somebody and God can speak right through into somebody's life. What an exciting thing that is. So that's what I'm praying this morning, that God will give you a rhema word that's just for you. Anyway, cast your bread upon the waters. Anybody, any fishermen in here? Anybody go fishing? Yep. Anybody else? Not many, just one. Wow. I should say fisher your fisher women. I mean, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you can't say anything these days, can you, that, that brings any difference? But when you go fishing, when you cast, when you cast, you don't just drop it right there in front of you. You, you chuck it right out, don't you? You chuck it right out. When you cast an anchor off a ship, you don't, you don't keep hold of it. You let go of the thing. And Solomon is saying to us, this man with all the wisdom is saying, listen, as you live your life, learn how to do this. Learn how to cast your bread upon the waters. Now, what's that all about? Why are you chucking bread on water? What's he flipping on about? It could the, the word could mean seed or, or bread. But what he's saying is, listen, as you go living your life, keep loving people, keep praying for people, keep encouraging people, keep preaching, even though you flipping don't think you're very good at it and not right professional like me. Just keep doing it. Because eventually it'll come back stuff will return to you it's the law of averages if you sow enough seeds you'll get a harvest you will keep teaching them kids in sunday school even though they're driving you up the wall you know trina used to do crash with two baby carrier things on her feet and like 20 babies in a room and you know and and well is that why god's put you on this planet yeah it's part of it because you're casting out your bread you're just loving people you're just keeping it keep doing it I do have some notes, but I have no glasses on, so I can't see you. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean? To cast, it means to hurl, to throw forcefully, to send forth. In the Hebrew, it actually means to be open-handed. So you're letting go of your thing. What's in your hand, whatever's in your hand this morning, you've got to give it to God. Because when you do that, everything changes. There's a little lad, and he's got a few loaves and fish. It's just his butties for for what his mum's giving him going on a picnic. And Jesus comes along. He ends up giving them to Jesus. And look what happens. He says there were five thousand men, just men. There must have been about twenty thousand people. You know, blokes tend to not bother turning up for stuff, do they? If you're out right? like us, it's like it's usually the girls that get everything organised and sorted. So if there were five thousand men. There were probably twenty thousand people on this hillside. And a little lad's given a, a few bread and fish. But do you know what happens? It's a kingdom exchange. <laughs> Kingdom means king's domain. So it comes under jesus's domain. So that thing that you have might be your business, it might be your, your guitar playing ability, it might be your voice, it could be anything. When it, once it comes into jesus's domain, anything can happen. I had a heart attack. That's not nice, is it? I had two, actually. And it weren't that bad. I thought, oh, flipping out, a bit painful that. And Went for some tests and stuff and, and I, I had a, a two proper heart attacks a few years ago. And somebody said, have you got life insurance? And I'm not right, good with money. And I thought, flipping, out, I don't even know if I have. I better find out. So I checked it up and I did have. And you know what? I had two policies. <laughs> and I didn't even know that. And I've been paying it because we did a remortgage and got a new policy and I kept the old one going because I didn't know what it were. So I got a double payout. And it paid off all the debts and everything else can you believe that I didn't plan that but God did that we need to think kingdom think I, I think kingdom when I'm at Morrison's and I have no pound foot trolley and you know and I can't and, and I can't find any I look for them up flowing near trolleys try and find a pound or I find a broken trolley or something you know it's kingdom. God, God, we've got a situation here. Can you help us? He's involved in everything. There is on your head are numbered. Mine are on, only four. <laughs> That's easy to count. God has got details. God says he knit you together in your mother's womb. That he knit you together. That, he, that goodness and mercy will follow you every day of your life. All through your life, goodness and mercy is chasing after us. How can we be miserable? Come on, chasing after us every day of our lives. The Bible says the death of a saint is a precious thing in God's sight. So at the end of our lives, it's a precious thing. God's right in the womb and he's right at the grave and he's right in every bit of the middle for every single one of us. Talking about casting, a friend of mine was a fisherman. He, he took his grandson fishing on the canal near us, and he's, he's quite a good fisherman. He's an older guy, and he's getting a bit, you know, doddery and stuff, as you do. And, uh, and he said, I'm going to teach my grandson to fish. And, and he, he's got a worm. He's fishing with a worm, and, and he gets the worm, and he's saying, now then, little lad, you watch your granddaddy. And, and, and he gets the rod, and, and he goes like that behind, and, and the worm dangles into a field behind that's got chickens in it. Right, you know what's coming here, don't you? He no idea what was going on here. A chicken gets all at worm and gets on hook. So he flings it, he doesn't know that. <laughs> and this big chicken comes <laughs> and ends up in canal. And he, so, he nearly killed his grandson, he frying him to death. True story. Really happened. Casting. He cast a chicken. How do, you go, how do you get on fishing today, though? I caught a chicken. <laughs> I said that because you're laughing, but it'll make you remember about casting. Yeah. Casting. Let go of the thing. Your money that's in your hand, don't hold on to it. <laughs> the Bible says, there's one who gives freely and gains even more. <laughs> and there's others that hold on and end up with less. It says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Refreshed. And God wants a flow going through our lives so that, so that what he puts in you, he can get through you to bless other people. If, you, if you're struggling in debt and you have no money to give anybody else, how can you be a blessing to other people? And be, oh, you're into this prosperity stuff. I'm just into being blessed in every area of my life, every single area. And, and, and we've seen that. So be, be open-handed. Refresh others. Jesus is the bread of life. Cast your bread on the water. If Jesus lives in you already, you've got a head start. If he's in you this morning, you can talk about him this week. You can pray for somebody this week. You can be an encouragement to somebody else this week. Somebody said the smallest package in all the world is the person wrapped up in themselves. I want to ask you a question. Who brought the bread to you? Somebody did that. I was a football <laughs> at 18, following Man United all over the world, throwing bricks at other fans, and putting windows through, and getting beat up, and all that. I know I don't want to look like that, but that's what I were at that age. And um, and a plumber just loved me. <laughs> Imagine that a plumber—he just showed me love. He didn't, he never preached at me. He just he just consist. He, I remember him buying me a Rod Stewart LP. I thought he'd only buy me a Christian LP. Do you know what I mean? But there were no strings attached to this love. It were like he just loved me. And I'd come in, you know, I'd be late for work, been drunk again, and da da da. He'd come up. Sometimes I didn't even turn in, and he'd come and pick me up where I lived. I was his apprentice, and he knew I was drinking and stuff, but he never told the boss. And it, and he just loved me. <laughs> and somebody did that for you. Somebody's been doing that for you. And when you cast something, there's no strings attached, is there? Don't love people just, just if they come to church. What if they don't come? What if they never come? God loves the whole world. A lot of them will never get saved. doesn't love them any less. No strings attached to that open-handed casting of God's love. Because it says after many days you'll see a return. It doesn't say after a few days. You know that verse that says train up a child in the way that they should go and when they're 18 they'll be perfect. (laughs) You're kidding me. Anybody got a child that's not perfect yet that you're still praying for? (laughs) Join the club. It says later in life they'll not they'll not return they'll how does it fit they'll not depart from it what you've put in and if you're patient and you keep sowing eventually that child will be what it's meant to be in Matthew 13 Jesus talks about sowing and reaping and and he says he says you, you chuck your seed out there and something happens the birds come and nick it it's like birds i didn't know that was going to happen and it's like that, isn't it? You witness to people, you tell them about God, da, 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 and you think, oh, they're really interested. They're coming to church next week, and then they don't turn up. Do you know why? The birds came and nicked the seed that you put in. Right, I'm going to get a catty like when I was a kid and go and kill all the birds. I'm going to chase the birds off. No, just relax. Because it gets worse. Because after the birds, there's, rocky, there's a rocky place, and you chuck your seeds in, and it sprouts up for a while. And they came to church for a, a month. And then they stopped coming. And now they don't want to talk to me, and I lent them 100 quid. Give, I've helped them, given them a settee, and done all kinds of things for them. And now they don't want to talk to me. Ah, that's, that's the shallow soil, you see. It looks, looks like it's happening. So what do you do? Get mad with them? Go and put the windows through? No, you keep sowing. You just keep throwing the bread out there. You just keep sowing. Because it gets worse. The thorns are next. They get strangled with thorns. And same again, it grows up for a while. And you think, oh, this, this guy's actually got baptized. Oh, he's, he's, he's a disciple forever now. Now you never see him again. You think, what do I do? You keep sowing. You keep throwing your seed out. You keep loving people. You keep encouraging people. Because eventually... Some will go on the good soil. All of you in here are good soil. (laughs) You've turned up. You could have been at Asda this morning or playing golf or going somewhere else, car boot sale or whatever people do on a Sunday morning. You're here. You're good soil. Somebody sowed a seed in you probably years ago originally and you're still going and you're still keeping going and you're still throwing out your own bread and keeping that momentum going. Because it says, with a good soil, you'll get a hundred return, or sixty return, or thirty return. Your return will come. You will reap. You will. It's a law. It's going to happen. You just keep sowing. Because it says, after many days, you'll find it again. I love this verse in, in John 6 21. I love this. I only, I only discovered it recently. The, the disciples are going across Galilee and it says they've rowed for three and a half miles. That's quite a way. They, they're not like flipping Oxford and Cambridge rowers, these boys. They're fishermen. You know what I mean? And they've gone three and a half miles trying to get to the other side. But then Jesus comes walking on water. He does this quite a bit. He makes me laugh. Can you imagine? You just, and he just comes walking out water like, what? he's doing it again. He's walking on flipping water. And they let him into the boat and it says when Jesus got in the boat, the boat was immediately where they were going. And I'd never noticed that before. And, and, and do you know what it means, that word, immediately? It means immediately. It means straightway, forthwith, no, it happens so quick. You know the guy in Acts, Philip, where he's, he's Philip with a eunuch and all that. Then it says he's whisked away somewhere else. Like, what's this? It's the kingdom. <laughs> it's a different realm. It's a different realm. But you know what? If you're born again, you're born into that kingdom. That is your life now. You live in that kingdom. Oh, that changes a few things. So, so the, uh, this debt that I've got, financial stuff, I'm not doing it on my own anymore. God can give me ideas. God can, God can bless me any way he wants. He can just send money. I had, I had uh, four 50-pound notes shoved through my letterbox once, brand new, crisp. I, don't, I have no idea where they came from, not in an envelope. Just shoved just through my letterbox, brand new. 50 pound notes that was God I, I, I had an opportunity to go and do something I didn't have the money I needed 200 quid I'm gonna ask Trina to come up and just um share about a situation in her, in her job recently that 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 God just you know she we prayed a lot about it she prayed a lot more than I did um and God really turned it around is that all right though
0: You know this stuff—it's for
1: ordinary life. This—we're not just preaching sermons here. It's stuff that helps you.
0: I'm taller than you, and my eyes (laughs) are. Yeah, so so basically what Pete's been talking about, he's been talking about like, you know, your, your thing. We've all got stuff, haven't we? We've all got lives and we've all got, you know, gifts and talents. And he's been talking about bringing those kind of like under the kingdom and the kingdom kind of transfer. And it can be many days or it can be Jesus just gets in the boat and just does it. You know, who knows? Who knows how it's going to happen? But, you know, that kingdom kind of transfer. So there's a couple of kind of situations in my job. So my job, my thing, I guess, really is kind of like I'm a, I'm a bit a rescuer and I'm a breakthrough person I'm gonna break through so God's got me in a job where I've been there for years and years so I work in a high school all pray for me now before we start so I work in a high school work there for years and years and, uh, and my, my thing really is emotional health and well-being. So I, I run kind of like a multi-agency working base within school, drop-ins and all that kind of stuff. So I deal with a lot of the hard stuff and I do safeguarding in school. So it's the thin end of the wedge. It's the gritty kind of like stuff that I kind of deal with. But obviously in a high school you don't necessarily need that. You need maths and English and all that. So often with like different changes of heads, then you know, you you've got to kind of almost sell your service again and do we really need you? What do you really do? What are you doing all day? I'll tell you what I'm doing all day. Anyway. So it's that kind of thing really. So there's been a few times where you just wonder, you know, is this job going to continue? Are they going to still keep paying me? Are they still, you know, are we still going to be needed in this school? And God's got us there. You know, there's me and another Christian. She's our full-time school counselor. And we just, you know, we just believe that God is, God is there. And, you know, we're really making a difference in some kids' lives. So, but, you know, a few years ago, um, they were making lots of people redundant, And we really didn't know how it was going to go, so it was another one of those thin end of the wedge kind of scenarios. And you know, and I was kind of managing people, and I was on a I was on a certain wage. It wasn't a bad wage, but you know, I was on a certain wage. But I was actually managing people who were on you know more you know increased wages than me. And so eventually, I kind of I was asked to do a little bit more. And so I went into I was called into the head's office. And, uh, and you know, I, I really felt that I should kind of just say something, you know, about kind of like, because they were asking me to take on a little bit more responsibility and do some extra stuff. And, you know, I didn't know if I was going to have a job, let alone. So I felt a bit cheeky, but it was just kind of, is there going to be any remuneration in this? and um, And she was like you know, what do you mean? I said, well, I explained that I'm actually managing people and I'm on less than they are. So she was like, stop right there. I am embarrassed. I didn't know that this was happening. Yada, yada, yada. And so, so eventually what happened was she actually called me back in. She, she had lots of conversations. There was, there was a miracle email, which is too kind of like, you know, I've not got enough time to kind of like tell you all about that. But there was a miracle email where, literally an angel wrote a segment in that email because it had not been there before and that went forward through to the governors, etc, etc. I was called back in and not only did I not lose my job and everybody else is being made redundant, but also I'm i am actually, my wages increased by £400 a month with seven and a half grand back pay and everybody else is getting made redundant. That's the kingdom. Recently again we were in a similar situation and, um, and basically I didn't know how it was all going to go, new head again, here we go again, two, three, four, and so he was kind of looking at us suspiciously, what are you doing, do we really need you and all that kind of thing. And so we went back this summer, last year was horrendous and it was all kind of going downhill. And so we went back um, after summer and I'm I'm thinking we're going to have to have another plan here, God. And I've been praying through the summer, you know, what we're going to do, just giving it to him, just giving it, you know, all back to God and just seeing what he's going to do with it. And it looked really bad. It looked like the thorns and the thistles kind of thing. It's getting worse and it's getting worse but went back after summer so um so we had two inset days and then the kids were coming back on the wednesday so on the the last uh, bit of the last inset before the kids came back suddenly they announced that they were going to have a big safeguarding audit my department in the morning. I was like, great, this is really good. So um, so I had to sit before this lady who was like, the t- she was from London, she was the top safeguarding person, she was renowned for being really hard and really... And honestly, I walked in, and it was like I walked. It's like Jesus got in the boat, and I was just immediately there. She was my buddy. She was finishing my sentences. She knew exactly what I needed and everything. She was telling my boss what I needed in that school. And by the end of it, she came down to the PATH Center, which is where I work. And she said... She said, listen, she said, I'm going to go back. I'm going to tell the head what an amazing facility this is and how this needs to be seen. She said, not only am I going to do that, I'm going to put it in my report to the CEO. I'm going to actually tell the CEO that she needs to come down and personally have a look. And I'm going to, I'm going to recommend that it's rolled out right across all the other schools in the academy. So Jesus got in the boat that day. Me, me and Emily were, like, shocked. We were, like, she walked out the room and we were, like, that was God.
1: Anyway. Uh, thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, some of you may need that today. It may not be about your job. It may be anything. Where you need you need Jesus to get in the boat and do something. And um, you know, I've talked for long enough for you. But what's in your hand? <laughs> what's in your hand? What 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 are you going to give? That when you give, it becomes Jesus's. It's it's under his domain now. Um, we're going to um, we're going to have have some time to pray. If there's anybody, you know, I just want to do this, and then everybody goes home. You know, it, it's about doing it, and it's about doing the word, not just hearing the word. But some actions got got to happen. So you know, if there's anybody who wants to be prayed for specifically. About any situation, our friends Mervyn Rose have come with it. They specifically love to pray, and and sometimes bring a prophetic word into your life. You know, and and you've got an opportunity to to do that if you want to do that this morning. So let's just pray, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're so good, God. You're so good to us, God. You so want to extend Your kingdom. You so want to be a blessing in our lives to show us stuff that, that only you can show us that changes everything, Lord. And Father, I just pray for the people this morning. There's a of word gone to anyone, God, that, 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 you know, they will take that step of faith and say, I, I, want, I want prayer. I want to deal with this. I need this, this, new, this new thing that God's bringing into my life. Thank you, God, for all your goodness. Just pour out your spirit on these people, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.